Welcome to First in Maine, your avenue to living well. I'm Debs here with my amazing co-host, Lauren, to meet you in the busyness of your everyday life, to pass along some of the insights and wisdom we've gained over the years. Don't try to figure out life alone. We want to connect you to some of the incredible, well-rounded people in our world. They're life coaches, counselors, pastors, physicians, just amazing people who can help you along the way. Each episode, we'll be sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Hey guys, welcome back to First in Maine. I'm Debs, and my regular sidekick Lauren is taking some time off, so I'll be hosting today's podcast. Last episode, we sat down with our friend, Brittany Longshore, and she shared her amazing spiritual and physical transformation journey with us. It was so good, y'all. Seriously, go and listen if you haven't had a chance. Anyway, after hearing her mom's story, I thought it might be really helpful to talk about cultivating an environment where kids thrive. But first, I want to give you a little context. As I mentioned in the last episode, becoming a mom was really a leap of faith for me. I was genuinely afraid I might not be a good mom. And I often wondered if I just like didn't have the mom gene. Let me explain. If you're not familiar with my story, I was given up for adoption at birth. And as I grew up, I just had this thought that My biological mom obviously gave me up, and maybe she just like didn't have that maternal nature that a lot of women have. And genetically, I thought, maybe I got it too. Now, when I was 19, I found out that I was pregnant, and I quickly opted in favor of having an abortion, unfortunately. But at that time, I think because of a lot of the trauma that I experienced as a child, and I was just at this place in my life, very numb. I didn't, you know, I just opted in favor of doing that. And then afterward, did not have like a lot of guilt and just was numb. And I think that that just kind of confirmed to me that I was just lacking in the maternal department. But at 25, I had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ. And afterward, he began revealing not only misperceptions that I had about him, but really about myself and others, and even about the way the world worked. And shortly after, and I mean like four months into my faith journey, the Holy Spirit asked me to become a mom. Now, let me give you just a little insight into that. When I gave my life to Christ, it was such an amazing moment. Jesus stepped into my life. He saved my marriage. I was struggling with addiction. He delivered me from bulimia. I mean, He did miracles. And I fell head over heels madly in love with Jesus. And I was just like, God, I'll do anything that you want me to do. Just tell me. Tell me what you want me to do. If you want me to go to Africa and be a missionary, I'll go. If you want me to sell everything I own, I mean, you just tell me. And just like the Holy Spirit does, He goes to those places where we have 
you know, false beliefs and misperceptions. And he, he asked us to do things that require faith. And he spoke to me and he said, I want you to be a mom. And let me tell you, when he said that, it brought up all of these thoughts that I had. And this fear just began to grip my heart. But as the Holy Spirit does, it was just nudging me. Just trust me. And so I am so thankful. Bill and I trusted the Lord. We took that leap of faith. And let me tell you, we got pregnant within a month and had an amazing son. His name is Aaron. He's now 26 years old. And I can tell you, being his mom is unquestionably one of the greatest joys of my life. And well, let me say this. That's until a few years ago when we were blessed with our beautiful daughter in love, Becca, who is actually pregnant with our first grandbaby. And it's a girl, y'all. To say that we're excited is really an understatement. Our little Ruthie is due in just a few weeks. But God has done such a work in my life just in the realm of motherhood. In fact, a while back, Aaron said to me, Mom, I think you should write a book on raising kids. (laughs) Uh, Stunned, I was. And I was just like, me? Really? But guys, he was serious. And I have to tell you, I don't think anything I've accomplished in life is ever going to measure up to that moment. I want you to understand, as I talk about these things today, this is not a brag on, oh, I did this great as a mom and look at me. It's none of that. This is a brag on God. It's a testimony to the grace and faithfulness of God and what He can do in your life when you rely on Him for help. You know, ever since that conversation, I sat down and, you know, just really started thinking about if I were to write on this or or if I were to talk to people, what would I say to them? And I began, you know, just thinking, like, how did we raise a son who developed an intimate relationship with the Lord early on? A son who never went through what most would refer to as that normal rebellious stage, who has grown into such a confident and considerate young man. He is the kind of uh, kid who went off to college, got involved in campus ministry, found a new church to attend on his own, y'all. I had to ask myself, how do we raise a son who withstood the temptations of partying and pornography and premarital sex in this day and age? Guys, when um, when he got married, He was a virgin, and I'm not like mom who's like over here in denial. No, this is something that he talked about publicly to many people. It was something that he um, took a vow to and upheld. Like, how did all that happen? Aaron graduated with a master's degree, cum laude. He kept a scholarship all throughout school. And he was the kind of young man that when he got married, one after the other, his friends stood and recounted all of these stories and talked about the positive impact that he had had on them. And let me tell you, every last one of them said, whenever I had a challenging situation come up in my life, I would ask myself, what would Aaron do? And then I would try to do that. I mean, Bill and I, like that day, were just absolutely blown away. So the question is, how did all of these things happen? I can tell you, it definitely 
wasn't by happenstance. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verses 3 through 4 in the Amplified, that it's through skillful and godly wisdom that a house, that is a life, a home, a family, is built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. And by knowledge, its rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. You see, guys, I knew that I could not parent. (laughs) You see, I realized that I needed supernatural help. And I needed what the Bible talked about, skillful and godly wisdom, if I was going to be able to build any kind of home, family, life for us and establish Aaron on a good and solid foundation. And here's the thing. In Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11, we're told to ask for help, to seek it and to knock, to ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance, and God will give it to us. Listen to this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? And this whole story is in reference to the Holy Spirit. So we asked the Holy Spirit to teach us how to parent. We asked Him to teach us how to cultivate an environment that would allow Aaron to thrive. And today, I simply want to pass along what He taught me. Today, I want to tell you what you can do to cultivate an environment where your kids will thrive. And then in the next episode, I will go into a little more detail and I'll give you some specific hows. Now, obviously, there are lots of factors that influence a child's development. I think most of us would agree that a child's family life or their home life is really the primary contributor. But the reality is their home environment isn't the only environment that plays a role in their life. They're also impacted by their school environment, um, hopefully church environment, their peer environment, media influences, even the neighborhood that kids live in. All of these things play a role. But what if I told you, you have the ability to affect every one of these environments for their good? Well, you can. How, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that prayer is the key. You see, it is what cultivates a thriving environment more than anything else. So when it comes to parenting, prayer is first in main. In the next episode, I will share with you specific ways the Holy Spirit taught me to pray. But for today, I really want you to understand how essential prayer is to cultivating any environment in a positive way. So let's talk about prayer for a sec. I want to begin by first saying prayer is simply acknowledging God and inviting His presence into your life and your circumstances. You see, prayer gives us access to a world full of promise because it connects us to the kingdom of God and all of its resources. 
Not only do we have access to things above, but God has also given us authority over things below. That includes environments. Through Christ, we have been given authority on earth. In Matthew 18, 18, we are told, whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see, we can bring heaven to earth, and we can take authority over the things on earth and release heaven. If you don't understand the access and the authority you have as a believer, this is first and main for you because you truly can accomplish anything through prayer and you can accomplish positive things that have lasting value. You see, prayer, it is the biggest difference maker and it is what will ensure your children's lives are never left to chance. And let me tell you, It's the secret ingredient for enjoying all the blessings that parenthood has to offer. And let me just add, in light of all that's happening in today's culture, it's the one thing that can help your kids more than any other thing you do. It will shape them, protect them, connect them to inconceivable blessings. And look, it's so powerful and every one of us can do it. This is the power of a praying parent. When I consider how prayer impacted Aaron's life and continues to do so, I truly can't imagine anyone trying to parent without it being first in main. So please hear me, mamas and daddies, if you're listening out there, you can pray. Regardless of the stage of life your kids are in, whether in your womb mamas or whether they're in this world, they need your prayers. Never, ever, ever underestimate the power of a praying parent and asking, seeking, knocking on heaven's door parent. James 4, 16 through 18 says it like this. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human, just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't, not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came and everything started growing again. Y'all, let this scripture remind us that our prayers are something powerful to be reckoned with. Stormy O. Martin says, being a perfect parent doesn't matter. Being a praying parent absolutely does. Come on, y'all. How true. You see, prayer offered in faith is powerful. It can move mountains, and it is a weapon God has given us that we can wield against the enemy. See, if we'll understand that the battle for our children's lives is waged and won on our knees, it's a game changer. We can place every detail of our kids' lives in God's hands, their safety, their character development, their schooling, their relationships, and most importantly, their eternity, because He is absolutely trustworthy. You can't go into every environment with your kids, but He can. And let me tell you, when I share some of the stories of what God did through prayer, it is going to absolutely blow your mind. So when I tell you learning how to access heaven and walk in your God-given authority, how it will release 
God's power and provision, not only in your life and your family's life, believe me, you don't have to pace the floor, biting your nails, living with anxiety, worrying every time they step out of the door. You don't have to live in fear, thinking about what the new phase of development is going to bring, if they're going to, you know, the diseases and, you know, dangers that lurk around every corner. You don't have to live like that. And you don't have to be a perfect parent because you can be a praying parent. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. So you can start making a positive difference in your child's life and future today because it's never too late and it's never too early. I'm going to wrap up today and I'm going to ask you to pray with me in just a sec. But first, I want to encourage you, start setting a regular time aside to pray for your kids And start setting time aside to seek God's wisdom for ways to begin cultivating a thriving environment for them, because He'll show you. 1 John 5, verses 14 through 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of Him. Guys, don't miss next episode because I will share with you specific ways the Holy Spirit taught me to pray and types of prayers that I know affected every environment Aaron encountered. And like I said, I have some incredible testimonies, stories to share with you how God answered those prayers. You know, you'll not only be blown away, but you're going to be equipped with a great prayer strategy. But today, Can I just ask you to resolve one thing? Pray more, worry less. Okay, so let's pray together. Lord, we realize we need help parenting. We understand that being a parent is one of the greatest responsibilities that we've been given, and we want to do it well. So we need your help, and we want your help because we want to parent your way because we know that your ways are best. Holy Spirit, We need your guidance, we need your discernment, and we need your wisdom. We want you to show us how to build a family and a life that's built on a solid foundation. Give us the strength and confidence to stand against the ways of this world and all the forces that just try to tell us that we need to do it this way or that way. Let us do it according to your grace and through your truth. And may our actions always convey that. Show us how to cultivate an environment where our children can truly thrive and show us how to pray powerful prayers. Help us to access all the resources that are available to us and reveal to us the promises that you've already given regarding this subject. Teach us how to walk in the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. You said, ask and it will be given. Seek and we will find. Knock and the door will be open. So we're asking We're seeking and we're knocking. And we know that you're a good father. We know that your ways are best. And God, I just ask you 
Help us to be consistent. Help us to not only be consistent with our own kids, but help us to like see the kids around us and to demonstrate just your love to them. More than anything, pray for them because we know that we can affect their lives just through prayer. Raise awareness of, uh, of the children around us. And will you help us at such a critical hour, rise up empowered through your spirit to begin really making a greater difference in the lives of this next generation through just your love and our prayers. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, that's it for today. I just want you to remember, pray more, worry less, and until next time, we can't wait to meet with you here again at First in Maine, your avenue to living well.